0: Welcome in to the All Talk Podcast. This is your host, your boy, Jeff Woodruff, recording in Dallas, Texas, yet again. Today is Thursday, January 30th. Boy, one month down, pretty much. You got one more day to capitalize. If you haven't done anything that you are proud of in January, then fit it in today. But if you've listened to an episode of the All Talk Pod, be proud of that. Give yourself a pat on the back. I appreciate it. And I especially appreciate everyone who reached out after last week's episode. Huge numbers coming from last week. One of the best episodes that we've had in our short tenure here. Uh, Just a quick plug for myself. We've hit over 1,000 plays across all platforms. And I don't know in in the podcast industry if that's a good number, but I'm seeing a few zeros. So I thought I would share it with you awesome audience listeners out there. But time to bring you back down to earth because the human race has had a pretty shitty week. We are dealing with a outbreak, a virus outbreak in China that's spreading all across the globe. And on top of that, we lost a world icon, a legend, a superstar in Kobe Bryant this past Sunday in just a tragic, tragic accident. So, in the history books, when it's all said and done, this week may not be our finest hour, but we've still got a few days to turn it around, and I'm going to try and do my best by helping you do that with the best and only episode 5 of all time, and we're talking all sorts of stuff. We got Bachelor, you know it, we've got Chiefs, we've got Super Bowl, and then of course, we'll get you prepped and ready for your weekends, but before we hop into the show, this is, at its core, still, well, it's classified as a leisure podcast on Spotify, but we talk a lot of sports on here, and being a self-described sports guy and a self-described human, Kobe Bryant's passing this past Sunday, along with his daughter, Gigi, and the seven others on board the helicopter at the time of the crash was one of the saddest moments that I've That I've been alive for. I think all of us can agree that that whole entire Sunday and going into Monday and even Tuesday, it just felt weird. I felt empty most of the day. I really did not have any desire to do anything. And I think it really became more about how big of a shock it was to lose an icon like Kobe Bryant. And to have his daughter on board the helicopter as well really just put a knife in my heart. I could have cried several different times. I had to get off of social media, seeing the videos and the reactions, which is so heartbreaking. So I got to give a little bit of honor to Kobe before we get into the rest of the episode. And I'm not going to pretend like I'm some huge NBA fan because I'm not. But I am a sports fan. I am a human being. And I understand the impact that Kobe had on so many others' lives. So real quick, I just want to touch on a couple of things for Kobe. Um, for those who may not know him very well or, or really understand why Kobe's been such a big deal, he brought a unmatched competitive spirit, the Mamba mentality, to the basketball court to where he was putting in maximum effort every single second that he was on that court. Whether it be practice, whether it be regular season, playoffs, or the finals, Kobe Bryant was someone that you could count on to go out there and give it his all. When he was in the NBA for 20 seasons, I'm going to run through some stats real quick on Kobe. 18 time, 18 out of 20 NBA All-Star, 11 time All-NBA First Team, a five time NBA champion. He's got five rings up there in heaven. He's got two finals MVPs and he was the NBA overall nba mvp one time in his career and if you did not know if you're not big on basketball those are ridiculous stats and i think the thing to harp on with kobe is the spirit of competition that he had in his body when he walked out onto the court it didn't matter if he had a ruptured achilles he's gonna stay out there and get his free throws in before he gets taken off the court it didn't matter if his team was down It didn't matter if he had someone else hooping, Kobe was going to go out there and ball out no matter what. And that is why so many young people, basketball players especially, grew up with such an idolization of Kobe and really looked up to him as a mentor in some situations where they didn't have anyone else to look up to. And everyone has seen so many powerful stories that have came out regarding his basketball career. But like so many other athletes, Kobe was so involved after his career, too. He had several charities around the world, including the United States, China, where he was a massive icon over there. And I just want to touch on a few of those, beginning with the Kobe and Vanessa Bryant Family Foundation. So they focused on improving the lives of youth in the L.A. area. Um, They're providing financial resources, providing educational programs providing sports opportunities for underprivileged kids to grow up and feel like they have a normal, air quotes, normal childhood. Kobe also spent his time and his money to support foundations that helped out with childhood cancer research. His money would go directly to supporting families with their medical expenses. And Kobe was a huge contributor to the Make-A-Wish Foundation, which of course helps terminally ill children in most cases, get an escape from their day-to-day horrors that I cannot even imagine. Kobe met with over 100 kids, and that wasn't all. He was great on the basketball court, spent his time and resources to help others in his community. But Kobe's Mamba mentality, his desire to be the best, didn't end with just basketball and philanthropy. He turned to business, he turned to arts, where Kobe came away with an Oscar. In 2018, after a poem he wrote was turned into a short film, Kobe got up on the stage and held an Oscar award because he was just that kind of guy where anything he was doing, he wanted to be the best and put in the work to be the best. And what I'm getting at is that Kobe's determination, his passion, and his will to succeed is something that all of us can learn from. And his success, proven success on so many different platforms in life is something that Myself, I can learn from th- from absolutely, and is something that you listening can probably learn from as well. So, finally, rip Kobe, rip his daughter Gigi, rest in peace. Those other families that were impacted by that just terrible helicopter crash on this past Sunday, I put the link in to the Kobe and Vanessa Bryant Foundation in the description or whatever of this episode. If anyone wants to check that out, all right, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks for listening to my Kobe Bryant spiel. I appreciate it. we a little bit more about Kobe today if you can. We've got some more stuff to talk about today. Okay, on a totally different note, Bachelor episode, Bo, coming at you. And this episode was like a 5 out of 10 compared to last week's 4 out of 10. But whatever, we're still going to get into it. Pete starts off this week in a fantastic mood. He's happy. He's chilling. He kicked off Psycho Alea last week, and he's especially happy that him and the girls are going to Cleveland, Ohio. God, what a joke. Literally, as soon as I saw Cleveland, and we're going to get into this a little bit later later. The city of Cleveland shelled out The Bachelor and the ABC some serious cash. Like, this is my first season intensely watching The Bachelor, but I'm pretty sure they normally go to, like, Bora Bora or something tropical and amazing. Not rainy Cleveland, Ohio. Um, They were plugging the city itself the whole entire time. Neither here nor there. If someone works for the city of Cleveland, let us know how much money they paid. Okay, episode starts, Victoria the Shy Girl. For those who don't remember, walking down the runway in lingerie a couple episodes ago. So, Victoria the Shy Girl and Pete are going on a one-on-one date to kick us off. And, of course, where do they go in Cleveland? The freaking airport. Alright, so we get our plane fix in early for the episode. And, Victoria shows up and she's sitting in the back of the car. She sees that Peter's waiting outside of a plane. And she's immediately like, oh my god, we're going skydiving. I physically can't go skydiving, like I'll freak out. Little do we know. I get sent over a Instagram or a text, I forget which one it was. Victoria, who apparently has a huge fear of skydiving all of a sudden, went skydiving in 2014 per her Instagram. God, what a liar. But anyway, Pete, they just hop in a plane. Pete flies her around uh, the city of Cleveland, some really great sights, not. But then they end up going to a beautiful Cleveland amusement park and they name dropped the amusement park like seven different times. They had it all rented out so Pete and the shy girl could go on all the rides. And of course, in true Cleveland fashion, beautiful, rainy Cleveland day. What a terrible date. But they go on rides, they're having fun, they're like soaking wet. I'm sure it's cold in Cleveland. But they wrap it up kind of cool with a private concert by Chase Rice. He sings the song that's like, ready, set, let's roll, ready, set, let's ride. And Pete's just digging it. He can't get enough. They're dancing in front of the whole entire crowd, like on a little elevated stage. Chase Rice is right there, just staring him down the whole time. After the concert, Pete goes backstage, meets Chase Rice. He's explaining like what him and Victoria the Shy Girl are doing the rest of the night. And then it turns out Victoria the Shy Girl, in true Shy Girl fashion, dated Chase Rice. Producers, Bachelor producers, went haywire with this. Haywire. Bringing Victoria the Shy Girl's ex-boyfriend to do a private concert and not Elise dropping a hint to my boy Pete. Pete and Pete was like grinding and like making out with Victoria in front of her ex-boyfriend. and poor Pete just has no idea but her and Victoria end up going out to dinner after the concert. That's when she breaks the news. All awkward, all drama and then Pete of course gets a little make out session with Victoria and she ends up getting a rose. So she is safe this episode. Back at the Cleveland Hotel that all the girls are staying in. Uh, group date time. And, it, God, group dates have sucked. I don't know if they're always like this, but this is just another horrible group date. I don't know who the hell is coming up with these. Uh, they get to go out to the Cleveland Browns football stadium, which I guess is kind of cool. And they're, like, running drills. And then they all end up getting suited up and thrown on the pads, strapping up getting helmets on and they have a little 6v6 game but the whole entire time pete is sitting over there and he's just talking to victoria p not to be confused with victoria the shy girl victoria p is the girl who like loves peter already so she's not playing football because her back hurts whatever but pete is really kind of sucking as the bachelor he gets sucked into one girl and doesn't talk to any girls the whole entire time, which is probably why the group dates have been so terrible. But anyway, the rest of the girls are playing football. The winner of the game between these two team names, listen to this, the Killer Bees versus the Eliminators. I wonder who uh, picked those two names out, two horrible names. The winner of the football game, that team gets to go to an after party with just Pete. So they cut the group date in half so the girls get some more like one-on-one time with Peter. But no, last-second touchdown, tie ball game. They don't have any overtime rules in place, which is baffling to me. How do you set that up and not have any OT rules in place? At least give them like a fourth and goal from the five-yard line and let them run a couple plays and see who scores that team goes. But anyway, tie ball game, last-second tutter. All the girls go to the after-party. And of course... Narrative continues, Pete gets grabbed up by Victoria P., even though he was sitting on the sideline with her the whole entire date, so everyone is pissed, per usual. Chicks are pissed. Pisses them off even more, Alea, the psycho pageant girl from last episode, who didn't get the rose, she shows up out of thin air, walks upstairs when Pete is with Victoria, and she calls out Victoria P.'s ace. So Victoria P. goes, yeah, well, we didn't really know each other. We only knew each other for three hours, but she told me that not to tell the producers or tell you because it looked bad. So that's basically the reason why Pete didn't give her the rose. But Victoria is getting called the F out by Alea. Turns out that Alea and Victoria like went to Vegas together. So Victoria just straight up lied to Peter's face. And Pete's just freaking confused. Victoria looks terrible. She's so much in the wrong here, and she cannot accept it. She has nothing to say. She got caught red-handed, and is just ripping into her. Peter ends up folding and gives the freaking rose to Aaliyah, even though she wasn't even on the group date. And I quickly learned, if you want to upset a group of 22 to 30-year-old girls, don't give rose to any of them that were on a group date give it to a girl that you kicked off last episode and that is how you piss off 22 to 28 year old females Pete thank you for teaching me that lesson I will not be doing that anytime in my future but anyway Pete go ends up going on a date so all the girls go back to the house or back to the hotel Pete's got another one-on-one date this time it's with a famous champagne girl. They end up, like, going on a boat tour and seeing some fireworks. Nothing exciting there at all. Just, again, the city of Cleveland trying to plug itself desperately. But Champagne Girl was fairly respectable the entire time. She is 28 years old, so I think she's probably got a little bit of a better mindset when it comes to decision-making rather than knee-jerk reactions like My girl, shout out, 22-year-old McKenna does. McKenna's already cried like eight times in this episode by now at this point. Still on it, though, so my pick's still going strong. But uh, Champagne Girl and Pete go on their one-on-one date. Champagne Girl ends up getting a rose. So Victoria the Shy and Champagne Girl are safe for the rose ceremony. And boy, oh boy, does Pete have something waiting for him. He goes to walks into the rose ceremony all cheery having a great date, he's got Alea back, and he gets roasted by chicks. Absolutely put on freaking blast. Especially by Victoria P., who lied to him. Victoria P. has solidified herself as my least favorite girl on the show after this episode. She sucks. She got caught red-handed by Alea and basically looked like a cat had her tongue the whole entire time couldn't even form words to defend herself and now has the audacity audacity peter's like hey you want to go talk and she's like no i don't want to go talk and he's like wait what she's like yes i want to go talk and he's like okay i'm confused and peter's like do you want to sit down she's like no i don't want to sit down and then she sits down 20 seconds later and she's just playing the victim card so hard like what the hell is your problem victoria p Get your story straight if you're going to try and rat on someone to get him kicked off the show. But it ends up no rose ceremony this episode. We get a quick look at next episode. You guessed it. There's crying and there's making out. That's pretty much the two storylines of this whole entire show of what I've come to learn. All right, episode four. Done. Fact check me if anyone wants to. Give me some feedback on my battery caps. Let's talk some sports now. And joining me to go over some Kansas City Chiefs, some San Fran 49ers, the Niners. Niners. Is a rookie. Niners. A rookie and a vet. The rookie and the vet. We've got Rook Broccoli Rob Thompson. You may know him from an earlier episode, the Evening Walk Resolution guy. And you've probably already heard his voice. Uh, Snacks, Jack McGrath. Both of you, welcome on. Robbie, especially you. First, uh, first ever podcast.
1: Thank you, Jeff. I've been a long time listener. It's uh, good to finally get on after a long four episodes. Um, it's been a lot of fun so far, and I think you're uh, taking to a great spot. So we'll see where
0: it goes. Are you a four out of four listener? Thanks for having me. No snacks. I'm not. I don't want to talk to you yet. Oh, no, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll be here if <laughs> me. Rob, are you still doing your uh, evening walks? What did we decide on? Two a week. So, yep, yeah, two a week. I've been doing a pretty good job up until this week.
1: Um, I don't know if it's the nerves of the Super Bowl or just the freezing cold weather up in Kansas city, but, um, I haven't gotten out to that block. So, you know, maybe after this, uh, I'll go for a stroll around the neighborhood.
0: We'll see. Pop out around the block. I like that. Uh, and, and snacks. Mm-hmm. Sorry to cut you off, buddy. Did you have any resolutions that you wanted to get in real quick? Or are you just trying not to die?
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Staying alive is a good start. Um, <laughs> I'm
0: off to a hot start with that. Still very much breathing. So, uh, one for one. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Well, uh, didn't bring you guys on here to talk about resolutions, but I obviously enjoy the resolution talk. But what I did bring you guys on to talk about is our Kansas City Chiefs representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. The Kansas City Chiefs wow. in the Super Bowl. Rob, quick reaction, just right off the top.
1: In our lifetime
0: for the Chiefs, did you ever think we'd be going to the Super Bowl two years ago, three years ago? Hell no, never, so I am, never years uh, ago. Yeah. I am ecstatic, man. Mahomes is our savior. Um, his combination with Free has been unbelievable, obviously, and I just honestly cannot wait for Sunday. I'm so pumped. <laughs> I'm pumped as well. Snacks, anything to add on there? Yeah, it's it, it still
2: Weird, like I don't even know if if it's hit me yet. Like seeing them walk out on media night was like, whoa! Like during Miami, yeah, on the center stage, like, damn. And but I think Sunday, when like the pregame coverage and they show them during warm-ups, I'll be like, I I don't know, I'm still still in this weird state where I'm like a floating body, just like, whoa, (laughs) trying to figure out the landscape around me. Um, But I think Sunday, like Ralph said, when it hits, it'll just be like, all right, let's go, like, win a Super
0: Bowl, win a trophy, so. Yeah. Uh time to strap up, sure. get out there. I, I yeah. think it kinda hit hit me. Uh during the Pro Bowl, I'll be enough. When
1: there yeah. were two teams out there. Didn't have to worry about any injuries. Wasn't rooting for, you know, any of our players to get M V P as the, you know, crown of our season.
0: Yeah. Um uh, it hit me when I saw Lamar thrown out there to Sean and meanwhile we're just chilling. Heading to Miami. It's beautiful beautiful Miami, and I, I, I think it's very fitting that the Chiefs have battled through some, like, terrible weather. The classic Mahomes snow game, where Mahomes is like, I, I, I can spin this ish in anything. For the Super Bowl, they bring us down out to beautiful Miami, and God, I'm so excited to see us. Are we going to be wearing red? Do you, do either of you guys know that? Yeah, we're red. We
2: got the, I think the 49ers got the, got the tag, and they went with the white. Um, uh, so we, we got the the red this
0: week. Good. Need to see big, big red and uh, some red out there to go along with the jerseys.
2: Yeah, I think those those two uniform combos are gonna like pop. Yeah. the, the 49ers, all, like, the
0: white, the forty white are pretty sharp, and obviously our reds are sick. Yes. Um, you, I saw people complaining about the red on red Super Bowl, like that's gonna be ugly. But I think when those
2: colors come to field, like under Miami, like that's gonna be a an attractive.
0: Combo, to least. Yes, I, I, I will say though, on Media Day, it was impossible to tell them apart.
1: You know, they have the exact same white with the red logo, and from far
0: away, yeah, you know, my bad eyes, if I didn't have my glasses on, I couldn't see at all. For those who don't know Robbie, Robbie is pretty much a blind blue, blue, baby. Blind. Yeah, a blind child without his glasses on. <laughs> for that. Yeah, well, before we get too far into the Super Bowl, it's it's been a crazy year for the chiefs started off hot coming out firing just like we expected them to um and then we sort of scampered off a little bit went on to a little bit of a slide found our way back and then i think collectively the chiefs fans lives flashed before all of our eyes when mahomes was laying on the ground kneecapped to the side of his leg but bounce back from that, defense found their way, and there have been a lot of incredible moments from 2019. Rob, any that stick out to you specifically, any games that you have a, a couple of plays or like a couple of series or game endings where you're like, oh, my God, this was insane. I can't believe this happened, and a good staple for the Chiefs of their 2019 season? Sure. So technically it's 2020, but I just want to put this, uh, these couple of plays out here Obvious choices: Mahomes' run, unbelievable. Beautiful. And almost, almost equal was the pass to Sammy um, when he, his defender went down, and then he was wide open. And I think the entire stadium. The dagger. Held his breath, and then just went
1: absolutely bananas when he uh, caught it and ran into the end zone. So um, obviously those two were up there. But I'd also like to throw a shout out, a huge shout out to.
0: Patrick throwing the Micah Sex oh, oh. with Kevin Harlan calling our game and the Dawson's pass game Um, that was absolutely legendary the entire drive was just as Jeff you would say absolutely butter yeah. uh, that, that was awesome and to watch those simultaneously happen
1: and just all the luck kind of go in our favor for once instead of the opposite for where it once feels like
0: playoff run we we haven't even touched on snacks you may have a couple of plays from the texans game but the fact that we are able to overcome just a 24 to 0 deficit i don't care what team you're playing i don't care what players you have on your offense what players you have on your defense when you're down 24 to 0 in the nfl playing against some of the best athletes in the world that game should probably be over like if if you're blowing a 24 point lead then Either you're screwing the pooch on your side, or you're playing against a Terminator, and unfortunately the Texans found themselves lined up against a Terminator of Patrick Mahomes. Snacks, do you have anything yeah, do, you, um, do you have anything to add from uh, Robbie's montage? Uh,
2: I mean the one thing that came to my mind was that Mahomes' jump pass uh, against Tennessee in the regular season. It was his first game back and like he hurt his ankle the first game of the year. And so he was kind of hobbling for those first four or five games for a knee injury. And then he came back, and we were like, okay, what what kind of health does Mahomes have? And he, I mean, you, probably,
1: you, guys, you guys probably remember this, but he made that kind of jump pass to McColl. Yeah. Like, threw like
2: 15 yeah. yards in the air, like, when as Mahomes in the air. And I, I remember, I know we lost that game, it sucks, but I just remember sitting there, and I was like, okay, like, this Mahomes <laughs> is like officially back. We're good. And it kind of did. Yeah, it kind of made me think, like, would we be in this position if Mahomes didn't hurt his knee, because he would have just kept nursing that ankle all through the year. Um, and you know, maybe looking back, that knee injury might have been a blessing in disguise, because he just got off his legs for three weeks, the ankle got back to 100%, and then he came back, if he came back, he was like, alright, like 100%, like, you're all in trouble now, and after that jump pass, was like,
0: alright, this guy's like... A- the guy we saw last year, so that yeah, was kind of the play that stuck out for me—that dude. I, was getting, I, was just, I think, I think uh, that play, yeah, that play showed that okay, the kneecap was fine. Like he's uh, he's able to be back. We're we're good with Mahomes and Snatch. Yeah. You, you touched on it as all great philosophers have said in the past. <laughs> Everything happens for a reason, and the kneecap, yeah. is scary as it was, I remember I was watching. And I saw Mahomes like stand, like the pile cleared, and he was still on the ground. And of course, I got drugged out to a bar to watch that game. Never, never watch games at bars, even though. Thursday night bar visit. Yeah, yeah. I don't give a damn. But (laughs) I hop on Twitter and I see that the card's coming out, and I was about to vomit all over the table. Yeah, that was
2: the worst part, just because they cut away. Like, right, the last time we saw was he was just like on the pile, and we were like. And they just cut the commercial break. I was like, Joe Buck, like, come on, yeah, you gotta have
0: some awareness. help us out a little like, bit. I need some, yeah. And so yeah, a sudden straight to Twitter, and like the first tweet we saw was the card, like you like said. It was just like, oh boy, like
2: this, this is not good. And that night it kind of kept it kept coming out that you know it's not as bad as they thought. And the next morning it was like, is Mahomes going to play next week? It was just it was just a weird like twenty four hours of just like refreshing Twitter. Like what? Like what's the real diagnosis? I
0: mean, I thought like said, I thought my life was that. over. But yeah, I thought yeah, I did. I man. thought I dislocated my both my kneecaps. <laughs> I would have given up both my knees just to repair one of his. Yeah, I, I would have uh, too. No, back to that Titan uh, that jump throw. That's all. Yeah, I think it was
1: a Romo game. Am I, am I mistaken or is that correct? Your are correct. correct. Okay, so I have been. Loving Tony Romo when he just fanboys over Mahomes. It, it, it probably would have annoyed me if it was you know over any other quarterback over the last ten years or whatever. But now that we have the special quarterback, it's so much fun to have Romo just fanboy
2: over um, our guy. I wish we got Nathan Romo for this game instead of Buck and Aikman.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like,
2: I don't, I don't think Buck and Agee are like bad, but Nathan Romo, like, he turned them on. You are like, all right, this is a big game. Yeah. Uh, they just they just bring a little certain. They're,
0: they're an X factor, if you will. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I like the uh, Romo X factor. I, maybe our stat depart. <laughs> can our stat department pull some stats if Mahomes plays better when Romo's calling the game? All right, thanks. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe
2: get him on our sideline. Yeah. I'm having my comments into like, an empty microphone. Like, Unplug the microphone and <laughs> just, just
0: have to throw me like, the sideline. Andy has, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, Tony, we want you. We Chiefs Chief Kingdom loves Tony Romo. And I think, Robbie, like you mentioned, it's because that it's finally a Chief that's getting all this national attention, national media. Because even when we had Alex Smith, what was it, two years ago, Alex was balling. Alex had a great year. The Chiefs looked like a legit playoff contender. And just like the rest of our lives, Kansas City Chiefs, zero media coverage. There has been more media coverage in our lifetime these past two years than there ever has been before. And thank freaking God that we drafted Patrick LaVon Mahomes because he has changed Kansas City. That's how big of an impact that he's had.
1: Oh, yeah. And I'm in no disrespect, to Alex, and I actually love him. Uh, I feel like guys like Damon Heard, Vic Benz, like Brody,
0: Croyle, those are the real guys that uh, were the low points of uh, Kansas City Chiefs football. I agree, and we are now moving on to such unfamiliar territory, unless you're like 51 years old than you've been here before, but for people that are 50 years and younger, this is a brand new week for us, something that we're all experiencing together for the first time as Kansas City Chiefs fans, and I think that Listen, I know that we've got a shot. We've got Mahomes on our team. We've got Tyreek. We've got Kelsey. We've got Watkins. We've got the offense there. Frank Clark, do you guys see? Frank Clark's going to be mic'd up for this game. I cannot wait for those takes to come out. going to be
1: absolutely electric. No hold back. You yeah. know he's going to be going kind of all out or whatever on
0: that. He's going to be talking smack per usual. They're so gonna have to bleep out like every other word. Like,
2: well, yeah. We don't really have it. We don't really have any useful footage. So uh, <laughs> that interview, like, the interview with
1: Jesse Palmer was all time. When you hear with the bleep, it just you couldn't hear anything. It was just a like a sound, one sound, just that bleep for thirty seconds, basically.
0: Yeah, I, I I'm thinking that Frank shows out. Um, this game, he's. I mean, you know Frank. He was talking smack before the Titans game, and he, we shut down Derrick Henry. And he's talking smack before this game too. He said that the Niners have never seen another D end like him. Um, let, let's get into some player predictions. So I think Frank Clark's a great place to start. Frank's got to be bagging at least one sack. I, anyone else on the defense? I think Honey Badger might come out, make a big play for us too. snacks. Anyone that you think on the defense is going to step up and have a big individual performance in the Super Bowl? Uh, I mean, you got to touch on the Honey Badger. Um,
2: Niners their kind of offensive scheme is getting like the outside zone run game going and that kind of eliminates the like inside backers and like Chris Jones so there's gonna be like three or four plays in the game where like Tyrant Matthew or Sorensen has to make like an open field tackle and it it, it sounds weird saying that I trust Dan Sorensen in the open field but we saw it being Texas like that's kind of that's like the one thing he's good at is just coming downhill and making a tackle mm-hmm. and it's honey badger and Solar are like reading the play, right and coming downhill and making tackles in the open field i mean that kind of because the packers game against the nineties packers game i mean the packers players like they just couldn't wrap up and tackle i mean most of running up whenever he wanted to um so if we kind of bring down most of the running backs before they get into open field um you know, I think that's kind of, that the to the game, and I mean, the 49ers are going to have big plays, but they're kind of a, the offense is going to to be shut down like we did to the Titans, but um, I think if
0: Hardy Badger makes, makes double open field tackles, I think we're going to get good situations. Yeah, I agree with that. Rob, anyone from the defense that, that you're keeping an especially close eye on? Yeah, I mean, you talking about Frank Clark, I think it's got
1: to be him, right? It just feels like... This game was kind of set up for him, so I think consistency is going to be huge for our defense. As long as we can keep them kind of behind the chains or whatever um, into third down where Jimmy's passing, I I really like Frank to get you know maybe one, uh, maybe one little little strip sack. Oh, all right. I think think that could be nice. But I and I I also think for the defense as far as the Chiefs go, I mean. If you're going to have uh, Chiefs, you know,
0: love them both getting honey badger and frank clark give the give those boys the opportunity to make a couple big plays and brett veach's offseason signings will do that for them quick plug for brett veach before we switch over to the offense what a job by that guy i mean standing up for bringing in uh pretty much reshaping the whole entire defensive side of the ball and giving us the opportunity to even be in this game um so Big shouts to Brett Veach. He was getting ripped on at the start of the season. And shame on you, Brett Veach haters. I despise you. No, I don't. I don't despise you. But I despised you at that time. Switching over to the offensive side of the ball. It comes down to Patrick Mahomes. And it comes down to Andy Reid. If Andy and Patrick are both on their A game, and for Andy that means giving the ball to Pat and letting him go out there and win the game, then I, I don't see how... Any other team can beat the Chiefs, especially in the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, and I agree. And I agree. It, and it's just, if Shanahan wants to get in the shootout, then
0: like sign me I think up. This game could be over. Yeah, this game could be over by
2: halftime. Um, and I think Shanahan's too smart. I think he knows that. For while he's like, I think he's better than what people are saying about him this week. Like mm-hmm. people are saying he only threw the ball eight times. It's like, well, they they ran it at will against. The attackers. like he didn't need to throw. Right. I think Jimmy G can make a couple, you know, throws that'll keep him in the game. But um I don't see a, a game in which Shanahan is like up tempo throwing the ball downfield. I think they're going to go on long drives, um, or toss a couple big runs. But, yeah. It, it's
0: Yeah, and that's I'm fine. Like, I'm worried about Jimmy G out-dueling the homes. Yeah, and and that's fine. You know, I get it. it. It's just wasn't in the game plan. Like the cards didn't fall that way for Jimmy D- G to have to throw more than eight or nine times a couple of weeks ago. But like you said, yeah. sign me up for a shootout with Mahomes on our side against any other quarterback in the league, and I'm taking Mahomes every single day of the week. Yeah.
1: So I got I got a couple stats for you, Jeff. I completely agree, first of all, that in a shootout, yeah, I would take Patty Mahomes over Jimmy G any day. Um, That being said, forget this, San Francisco is 9-0, including playoffs. 9-0 when scoring over 30 points, and 6-3 when scoring 30 or under. The Chiefs are 1-3 when we give up over 30, so that wow. means it's a you know, high-scoring game, and 13-1 when giving up 30 or less. So I, I do, you know, I love Mahomes. I think shootout favors us, but I just thought that was an interesting kind of counter narrative right there. And I wanted to get
0: your best thoughts on from where we've seen such a big progression on the defensive side of the ball, that that stat is too historically skewed for me to be concerned about it because at this point, I trust our defense. No, like, what's the over
2: under at? like 40 or 54, I think. Uh, I, I can see this game. I, I can't get a, really a read on this game. I can see it going like 35 30. I can also see it like 21 17. But. I think if it's, if it's if the reason I'm comfortable playing on the Chiefs is if it's a close game either way, like a shootout or a low-scoring game, like Mahomes is going to make two more throws than Jimmy G in crunch time um, to make a difference. So I mean, it really I don't, It's hard to like put too much emphasis on those stats, but um,
0: sometimes you just have to dumbify it down to who has a better quarterback in the Super Bowl, and you know, I'd say that. Is better than Jimmy G, like I said. And thankfully we have, well, thankfully we have the better quarterback. Yeah. Um. Well, I think it's about that time, Rob. Let's get into it. Final predictions for the Super Bowl. Official, official prediction. Official right, prediction. I'm going, I'm going Chiefs, 31,
1: San Francisco, 20. I think. Uh, I think mean it might be you know 24, 20, late. Uh, 49ers with the ball. Tyran makes the play, breaks one up, maybe even a pick, and then Pat just goes down the field. But yeah, you know, picks kind of minutes left and kind of seals it. So thirty-one twenty is the
0: official. That's that's going to be the score. Oh, wow, we have a we have a lock. <laughs> first first lock of the week. Snacks. Uh, I'm gonna go thirty. Kansas
2: City thirty. San Francisco twenty-seven uh, with buck kicker.
0: Game time oh my god, I don't think I would be able no, to I survive. I don't think if the game is that stressful to where it comes down to a last second field goal, I call an ambulance because I'm dying. But
2: who, does get the MVP?
0: Yes, Bucker gets the MVP. Give it to him. <laughs> that, was, that, would be, that would be on the city. I mean, I mean it's fine under the radar. I don't think he's missed a kick since
2: like 2004. Yeah. <laughs> He, just, he has field goals, cool. snacks, thirty. Oh, yeah. oh, I would love that. I would love that. <laughs> He's, been He's been so good for us all year. He has not gotten any
0: love. so it would just be too fitting for him to to seal it for us. All right. So, snacks. Repeat your pick for the people. What were you at? Thirty to twenty-seven. Thirty to twenty-seven. Yeah, 30. Oh god, yeah. I'm getting like sweaty thinking about that score. My official score. Yeah, my official score prediction. The Chiefs are going to blow up in the second and third quarters, just like we always do. Second and third quarters is when Spags is going to have the defense dialed in. He's going to know what the off, uh, the Niners are doing on offense. So that's going to generate a few extra possessions for the Chiefs on offense. And Mahomes is going to capitalize, and Andy's going to keep his foot on the gas. Kansas City Chiefs, 45. San Francisco 49ers, 27. Forty-five to twenty-seven, Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl champions.
1: Cool him down. Cool him
0: down. Someone hit me with the ice bucket challenge. <laughs> uh, going
1: off what you're saying about Andy keeping the uh, gas pedal down, I do think this is going to be a masterpiece Andy game. You know, by week he's always been good. There's a lot of talk about Shanahan. I think this is where he shows us, you know, that he belongs and. Will submit himself in the Hall of Fame. Um, I think he's really kind of gone against the grain of the classic. Like, Andy doesn't know how to manage the clock, Andy doesn't know how to challenge, all that stuff. I think he's completely thrown it out the window this
2: year and really, uh, yeah, redeemed himself. So, let's do it, baby. Speaking of Andy, I don't know if you guys read that, the Peter King article. Uh, Peter King spent a day with him, like, last week or in the off week in Kansas City, and
0: Peter King said he was in his office by 3, like,
2: 3.30 a.m. <laughs> it's like, so awesome. Trying to plays. And he's been locked in for the
0: past days trying to play. Housing yeah, Five guys. Guys. Like, guys. This is probably the realest it's felt for me right in this exact moment, right now, that we've had this full-blown conversation. We've got our picks out into the world, and my heart is, like, pounding right now. This is... This is real. The Chiefs are actually playing in the Super Bowl, and I am so excited. Where are you? Uh, I'm going to be in Kansas City, as I mentioned last week. What are you guys doing for the game? Are you guys sticking around KC for it? Yeah, I believe Rob and I will be watching together, possibly the matching members household. Ooh.
2: Um, I'm very anti-watching games at bars. It's too stressful. There's too much going on. It's too it's expensive. You can't get to the bathroom easily. I just like to be bunkered down on the couch. Easy access to the bathroom, easy access to beer. So I, I'm very pro washing it at a house.
0: All right, shout out Max. Shout I, out uh, Matthew Nimmers. Yeah. yeah right. I, I don't I don't I didn't want to break this to you on the uh, on Oh the, no but I already oh. had uh, Paul and Mary
2: Thompson. I thought I thought oh, I that's you, right. man. Yeah. That's I right, you, no, yeah, I I, I, was I you.
1: stoked. You're good, you're good. Uh, so my siblings will all be here, uh, we'll be watching together, um, getting some appetizers going, um, yeah, it's gonna be awesome, man, I, I really can't wait, um, the entire atmosphere is gonna be crazy, obviously, we've all talked about it, we've never, you know, watched the Super Bowl that we actually, uh, had a vested interest in, so this is gonna be
0: absolutely insane, um, yeah, can't wait. It's gonna be insane, um, if our can't prediction... I'm watching at the Kansas City Streetcar Bar and Grill. We got a oh. we got a little re- rezo out there. Um, you two- guys didn't get uh, no other club for uh, two grand feet? <laughs> no. That, uh, That's that, <laughs> that did not fit into my budget. <laughs> you,
2: might, you might as well
0: go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> the podcast, I'm not earning enough off the sponsorships, which this is an ad-free episode, so I'm not earning... Well, I'm never earning any money, but yeah. Podcasters are an underpaid breed. Where, where are you going to go? Uh, if, if we win, where would you go after? I'm going to I-435, and I'm just doing the worm in the middle of the highway. No. <laughs> yeah, down the is
2: running through. <laughs> no, uh, uh, Monday, morning, Monday morning, everyone's going to be like, yeah, no, uh, no police reports. Uh, on, but there was a guy shirtless and i four thirty five just rolling around. So that was the only incident we had last night. Everyone else is really well behaved.
0: I'm gonna wake up in a full body cast from all the shards of glass that I'll be rolling around in.
2: <laughs> They're gonna wheel you out to the parade next week, just like, just like, you can't do the MVP
0: trophy. <laughs> if, um, we if we win, if we win, if we win, if we win, I'm, I'm. Probably. Well, this is what I'm thinking. So if we win, then I think that we'll have to hunker down at our spot for like through the initial wave, because I think space space is going to be a a very low ability or low availability of space at other bars. But at some point in the midst of the evening, I think we'll probably try and meander over to P&L and really get in, get down and dirty with the rest of the folks of Kansas City. Yeah, really, really lock in. Yeah. Really focus up. I
2: think I might I think I might get really locked in Sunday night, win or
0: lose. Yeah. And
2: for obviously different reasons. Yeah. Oh, you can absolutely lock it in either way. Yeah. Um Tuesday or uh, Monday, excuse me, it's
1: already
0: taken off the books. Um, I will not be working winter lose. I was just I was just about to ask um, that. Very smart of you, snacks. How's your Monday looking? It is
2: looking like it's gonna be in the office. Oh
0: Well, um no. That sucks, Snacks, that you have to go into work on Monday. Thankfully, I'm, I'm okay with it. I've, I've, made, I've made my piece. Well, that's good at least. that's. I guess that's really all you can ask for. Before I get you guys out of here, any final parting words for the folks? Rob, I thought you did an excellent job on your very first uh, podcast debut. Hats off to you. <coughs> any, any, anything you want to say to the couple, like 20 listeners that we've got?
1: maybe even next episode of C.S. The Key. I'll be going there next week. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to try and get my face, you know, find the cameras, uh, get a good angle, make sure that they uh, see me for next season, hopefully. Uh, and then, Jeff, well, I got a quote for you. A lot of big quote guys these days, but I'm also a big quote guy. And I'm going to go with this one. Genius is one person inspiration and 99% perspiration.
0: One more time for the folks back home. Genius is 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration. Thomas Edison, baby. Wow, Tommy Ed with the light bulb. I respect that. Thanks for the quote, Quote, Rob. Enjoyed having you on. Snacks, I'm not even going to give you a final word because you've already been on like three times. That's fair. fair. <laughs> all right, boys. No, no, no. no. All, all right. I got one. I got one. <laughs> <laughs> Go and ahead, and fine. And Make it quick. you with a huge game Saturday. Take, take
2: it home. It'll be a big one. All right, just had to get that out there. Had to get on everyone's gotcha. right You're welcome.
0: Could be, a big, could be a big sports weekend for us Kansas Jayhawk, Kansas City Chiefs fans. Large, large. All right, well, uh, thanks for the time, fellas, as always. And let's do a one, two, three, how about those... Uh, All right, dudes. We'll see you later. Go Chiefs! Thanks, Jeff. God, that was a good interview. All right. Shout out, Robbie. Shout out, Jack McGrath. Thanks for coming on, boys. Um, let's get everyone out of here for your weekend. Let's take a look. I'm again. I'm gonna be in Kansas City. So let's take a look at Kansas City's weekend weather coming at you. Friday, whoo! High of 40 degrees, low of 28. Saturday, getting up there, 49 and 39 for Saturday. But Sunday, looking like a beauty. Looking like we're in Miami for the Super Bowl. Sunday in Kansas City, a high of 64 degrees. And all sun, baby. And like I mentioned... Find me at the Streetcar Grill and Tavern. Lock it in your Kansas City Bar of the Week. I'm going to be there with probably a thousand of my closest friends watching the Chiefs game. And we've got a couple of others coming for you as well. I asked for it in Chicago. You delivered. Specifically, Ellie Hill. Shout out St. Thomas Aquinas alma mater. She delivered. Shout out to you, Ellie. Couple bar of the week suggestions for you Chicagoans, Chicagoites, whatever you call yourselves. Ellie says the Vig in Old Town, which is similar to Westport for you Kansas City folks. Always a re- reliable good time. Sounds like old reliable Hot Fives located here in Dallas, Texas. Last week's bar of the week. Good people, good music. And then if you are out of there, the Doghouse, which is right across the street. Serving up some delicious Chicago dogs, some burgers, leaving you feeling nice and spicy for the rest of the week. Honestly, not a big Chicago dog guy. And the deep dishes is kind of overrated, but I love Chicago. City number three that we are getting listeners from. Shout out Chicago. Shout out Ellie. If you have suggestions for Bar of the Week in your city, you know what to do. Find me on Twitter at Jeffy Wood. Find me on Instagram at Jeff Woodruff. Hit up the podcast accounts as well on Twitter and Instagram at the All Talk Pod. Slide into those DMs with your Bar of the Week suggestion and we can get you featured on next week's episode or whenever you have an episode. And before we wrap up, one final note to Add free episode, but if you would like something plugged for you a side hustle or a full hustle remember this is a podcast for the people doing it for free don't even ask me how much it costs looking at you nick gadwood this is a free advertisement space for you folks okay so again find me on twitter find me on instagram if you have something that you want to plug let me know and i will plug it all righty folks We are getting out of here. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Enjoy your Friday. Enjoy your weekend. We've had a rough week, but we're going to turn it around. And one last thing. Let's go Chiefs, baby. Come on, Chiefs. Bring home that Super Bowl for us. We deserve it. Let's go!